ATH 910AM interview of the week. My name is Cecil Anderson, and I'm the North Texas assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And this is that show that we have once a week where we bring to you and introduce you to some local Catholics doing some awesome things in our Catholic community. If it's local and if it's Catholic, it qualifies for this show. Dave and I both really enjoy doing this. They're pre-recorded interviews. You get two of them every Saturday, and we love getting recommendations. So if you ever have any ideas, feel free to reach out to us at kth at grnonline.com. That's that email address that goes to Dave, Diane, and I, so we all get to see it. Um, but today I'm super excited to introduce you to, uh, we've done this a few times, We've int- slowly, I think we're getting to all the Catholic schools across both dioceses, but today we're going to be talking about the St. Philip and St. Augustine Catholic Academy that's in Dallas, and if you've never heard of it before, this is a great opportunity for you to learn a lot more, and if you're in that stage where you're trying to figure out where your kids are going next year, this is definitely something you want to listen to. Uh, I want to thank Diana Rodriguez, who uh, Dave and I actually met at a Catholic Foundation grant ceremony which was really, really cool. Always a great time to make connections. So we really appreciate the Catholic Foundation for always inviting us to these events because because of that, this interview today is happening. And we're going to be talking to Diane Brungart, who is the principal of St. Philip and St. Augustine Catholic Academy. Their website is spsacatholic.org. So if you want to go check that out while you're listening. Uh, so first, I want to welcome Diane. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us in studio today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So let's talk a little bit about the Academy and how it got started. So it's St. Philip and St. Augustine, but it wasn't always that way. Correct. Both St. Philip and St. Augustine um, Catholic schools started in the mid-1950s, and they were successful um, when they were first opened. Then they got smaller and smaller (laughs) as the population changed. So in 2015, we combined um, both of the schools into one school, and we're on St. Philip's campus. And then on St. Augustine campus is where Krista Ray High School is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and it's Augustine, not Augustine. I always, either way. Either way. Yeah, okay. either way I always, fine. I'm like, is there a specific way we're supposed to say it? Everyone says it differently. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so how long have you, well, let's talk about first of you and how you got into mm-hmm. Catholic education and then how you ended up at mm-hmm. the academy. Well, I've taught in public schools and charter schools and Catholic schools in the diocese. Um, it's definitely a blessing for me to be able to be in a Catholic school. It is definitely a calling for me and for all of our teachers and staff. Um, it's very special. It's a place where you make a difference every single day. Mm. And you've been there mm-hmm. for about six years? Six right? years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really exciting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about this school. So it is a pre-K three through eighth grade yes, um, school. And mm-hmm. let's talk about um, the curriculum and how uh, the education is set up. Mm-hmm. So we have, our curriculum is based on the Diocese of Dallas curriculum that we follow, and then we tailor it specifically for our students. You have the different classes, and it's mm-hmm. about 100 and, I mean, 200 and some odd students right now? We have now? 318 300. students yeah. from pre-K 3 through 8th grade, and we really take the community approach, the whole family approach. Um, we do believe that our parents are the first educators of our children, and we are there to support them, and they are there to support us. So we work very closely with our families um, to give our students what they need. So that's academically, socially, emotionally, spiritually. Um, we try and really um, provide a very well-rounded education for our students and our families. Absolutely. So you're talking about the the parents being the primary educators, yes, which ma'am. is something you don't really hear outside of like, you know, a Catholic school world usually. Right, and, unfortunately. And, yeah, re- really. Um, because, you know, it's the parents. They are the mm-hmm. ones who are going to be helping the kids with the homework. Mm-hmm. So how do you support the parents in that? 
Mm-hmm. We talked with our parents all the time. We start when they tour the school. We interview the parents, the families, um, the te- the students. We give them a tour. We show them all of that so they're comfortable um, because our families are part of the community. We also have um, special parenting classes to kind of give our parents what they need. And those change based on what the families need at the time. So it could be um, how they work with their children on technology. It could be social media and how they kind of police that a little in their families. It could be spiritually things they can do at home. Um, it could be how they help their kids with homework. It's just all kinds of things based on our needs and what we see at the time. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, let's just go ahead and kind of start from the, the littles and kind of move our way up. So for like the pre-K three and four, mm-hmm. uh, what does that, what does their day look like? Is it a full day, eight hour day of school or is it a half mm-hmm. day? How does that work? It's a full day and it is amazing. All of the things that our pre-K kids learn. So they learn their letters and numbers and colors and all of that, but they also learn how to be in school. They learn how to share, how to sit in a chair, how to talk to their friends, how to walk in the hall, how to tie their shoes, all of those kinds of things they learn in addition to our academics. Um, it's, it's pretty rigorous. We do have, um, you know, the curriculum that we follow and everything, of course, is infused with prayer and, you know, Jesus that we get to talk about all day long. It's, it's really special. It's kind of what sets us, sets us apart in our community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, talking about the adding the, you know, the Catholic faith. It's a Catholic mm-hmm. academy, which is so beautiful. You get to be able to talk openly about our faith. Um, but also that you get to instruct the kids in their faith, right? Yes. So, uh, is there, I've always wondered, like, with the Catholic schools, is there a particular, like, catechism that y'all follow? Is it a curriculum for, like, teaching the uh, religious education? Well, we all, all of the schools in the diocese follow the same curriculum, and then we can choose what kind of tools we want that will implement it best for our students. So we really infuse it in everything. We talk about the Catholic social teachings. We have a virtue of the month. We, you know, we try to make it part of our everyday all day long. Um, even though it is a class that our students take, especially the older kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder, of course, but it's something that we want to be a part of their lives, not separate from. Awesome. And uh, we're just want to remind everyone who's tuning in right now that you're listening to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. And we're talking about St. Philip and St. Augustine Catholic Academy. And I'm d- talking with Diane Brungar, who is the principal there uh, and has been for the last six years. And enrollment is open now. So if you're listening right now and you have uh, a child who is pre-K three through eighth grade and you're looking for a home for them next year, uh, St. Philip and St. Augustine Academy is a great place uh, for them. And they are located on 8151 Military Parkway in Dallas. And uh, you can find out more at their website, spsacatholic.org. Um, so it's in, it's in Dallas, but, um, do you have people come kind of from all over? Because it's not, you, like you said, it's, it's not a, it's attached to the Paris particularly anymore. Correct. So how does, how many kids do you have coming from all over? Sure. We are on St. Philip the Apostle campus, but we do, um, bring kids in from all over Dallas. Um, North Dallas, Garland, Mesquite, Forney, Balch Springs. Pretty much everywhere. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You kind of mentioned before the interview that, you know, how special it is that the kid, that the families are choosing to go there and they may be making that extra drive or right. because they've seen the value and what you all have to offer. Right. Our school is a pretty special place. I mean, the Holy Spirit is there every day, all day long. I tell people that all the time because it's palpable. Um, our teachers choose to work at our school. They're very mission driven and our families choose our school as well. We're not. Like I said, we're not a parish school. We're not necessarily the closest school in the neighborhood that's the most convenient to drop your kids off. This is something that our 
whole community chooses to be a part of because it is such a special place. Wonderful. And uh, we kind of talked a little about the littles and going mm-hmm. up. Are there any particular extracurriculars that are of note that you would want to like let people know about that they're available for your, you know, mm-hmm. pre-K three? Well, maybe the pre-K threes aren't being, do, doing too many extracurriculars, but no. the uh, older kids um, <laughs> yeah. that they have, the school has to mm-hmm. offer. We actually do a lot of things. Like I said, we really try to build a community. So we have tutoring options three days a week for students from teachers and from our older students in our National Junior Honor Society. We also have clubs after school for our kids and those vary every year a little bit based on interest. Sure. Um, this last year we had a gardening club, a Lego club, journalism, <laughs> yearbook, sports clubs, uh, puzzles, we had math club, we had all kinds of things. Um, we also have sports for our kids who are fifth through eighth grade. They're part of the DPL, which is the Dallas Parochial League. So we play other Catholic schools in the area. So that's pretty special. Our kids get to try out new sports and see what they're interested in and what they're good at and kind of learn new things. So that's awesome. And of course, when you get up to eighth grade, you know, a lot of uh, people are like, oh, I've just gotten so attached to the school and now I've got to mm-hmm. choose a new school. How do you all help the eighth graders mm-hmm. going from eighth grade into another possible Catholic school? Right. It's hard yes. because they're our family. <laughs> yes, so we definitely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We definitely want them to make the best choice for them. So we do take all of our eighth graders to the different Catholic high schools around uh, Bishop Lynch, Bishop Dunn, Ursuline Jesuit, Crystal Ray. We go and we tour. Um, we don't get to JP2 very often because that's kind of far for us. Ways, yeah. <laughs> um, but we tour the schools and we talk about what is different about each school and how it would be a good fit for our students. So we have 80%, 80, 90% of our kids go on to Catholic schools, which is huge for us. Right. And Krista Ray has been a big blessing for our community as well. We have about 60% of our kids go on to Krista Ray. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, and obviously you mentioned it's not a parish uh, school, but it's on the campus of the mm-hmm. parish. So is that something that you're able to take advantage of and that you have priests available for mass throughout we the week? Do. And kind of talk about mm-hmm. how that is blended in. We do. We have Father Eduardo is the pastor at St. Philip and he is fantastic. He is really... Uh, a blessing for our community and does a lot of things because he's just such a fantastic man. Um, so we do have mass once a week for our students and he will come over and do confessions and visit the classrooms and, you know, his schedule is packed. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> so we try to take advantage of any and every time he wants to come over and, and be around us. We love it. He's pretty, mm. he's pretty special. It's really great for, I'm sure, the kids just to be able to mm-hmm. see a priest, you know, hanging out with mm-hmm. them and coming in by. And it's also, I think, very uh, good for a parish to have a school on, on the campus, too. It makes the community Absolutely. very vibrant. Yes, and we have Father Luca comes over from St. Augustine and says Mass for us and visits with the kids. And it's just, it's really great to have both of the priests so active. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been talking up the school quite a bit, but I mm-hmm. want to make sure we also talk about uh, the teachers and the staff that you mm-hmm. have there. I was looking over it and um, uh, I'm sure everything, like every principal loves to brag on their teachers. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about your, your staff and your faculty? Yes, absolutely. All day long. Our teachers <laughs> are great. We really, you know, they're, like I said, they're very mission driven. We have teachers who live all over the Dallas community who come specifically to our school. Um, they love the kids. They love being with the kids and helping them and um, getting the whole package. They like to help them not only with the academics, but socially and also to get them ready for high school. It's a big deal. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned, again, 318 students currently, but you have capacity for more. So definitely more we do. students are welcome to join. But roughly, what does that mm-hmm. mean for like a class size, like uh, the student to uh, teacher ratio? Right. We are classes average about 15 students per class. Um, I would love to get to the point where it's more than that. And teachers are bad at me because our classes are large, but we're not there yet. But right. we're, we're growing every year and um, having more siblings join us and extended families and it's pretty great. We um, we would love to have more and more. So Awesome. So for the parents who are listening right now who are kind of like, hmm, I kind of want to know more, mm-hmm. obviously they can visit the website, uh, which is spsacatholic.org, spsacatholic.org. So St. Philip, St. Augustine, catholic.org. Yes, um, and you can also follow the uh, school phone number, 214-381-4973, which you can also find on the website as well. Yes. Um, but uh, what, if a parent reaches out to you, what are the steps that they're going to take? Sure. There are um, inquiry forms on the website so they can get a lot of information from the website. We'd love to have our families come in and tour. We'd love to show the school to our students or potential students and families so they can get a feel for it. Um, we we do test them to make sure that um, we're all on the same page. We interview the families. We kind of walk them through the process. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for parents. You, you've stressed uh, how important it is to have you know the parents involved mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But parents, of course, especially when they have the little itty bitties, want to be able yeah. to see the place that they're going to be in. Absolutely, and sending your babies off. So that's absolutely, a lot. they want to see that it's a loving, welcome, safe um, community and environment, and that's what we provide. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, uh, before we went on uh, to do the interview that about like financial aid and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because that's obviously sometimes some people have this roadblock in their mind of like, I don't know if I can send my kids to Catholic school right. because of how expensive they, it can be. But there's usually a way to get through, right? There's always a way. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is very strong. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're very fortunate that we do receive a lot of financial aid for our families. We have at least 70% of our families receive some sort of financial aid. But you're right. A lot of people feel like they can't afford it and they don't even want to try. So Mm -hmm. we would definitely encourage families to reach out. Reach out, talk to us, ask us. I'm sure we can figure something out. Like I said, we're a community, so we take care of our families, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just a reminder everyone who's uh, tuning in right now that you're catching the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. I'm Cecil Anderson and I'm joined by, uh, Diane Brungart, who is the principal of St. Philip and St. Augustine Catholic Academy. I think I've been saying it equally both okay. ways. Uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to make everyone happy. You know, so <laughs> right. like, she said it right. No, she said it wrong. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's a time to be thinking about. Hopefully you've been thinking about where your kids are going next year. Uh, you can visit their was- website, spsacatholic.org to learn more or to schedule a tour and get more information. Um, but in these last few minutes, uh, I just want to, again, kind of mm-hmm. ask how you have seen, because you've worked in multiple different school environments, mm-hmm. uh, what is so special and unique about it and, and important about a Catholic education? Mm-hmm. You know, it really is It's a step above. It's above and beyond, but it's more than just the academics. It is the whole student. It's the spiritual aspect, the emotional aspect, and the academics. And I think that you can't have one be successful without the others. So it's, you know, the community that's there and the fact that we know the kids, we call them by name, we love them. Um, we know the parents, we call them by name. <laughs> and it just, it's just a special place. It really, it really is a shining star in the Pleasant Grove community. 
Mm, absolutely and I also like mm-hmm. I was on your website that you all call the students your, your saints the saints. yes they are saints absolutely <laughs> we're, we're all working every day just to get a little closer aren't we <laughs> that's absolutely absolutely uh, and also for um, those who maybe are not ready you know to send their kids off yet or they're just kind of interested do you all have any uh, fundraiser activities throughout the year that's kind of like an open event that other people can kind of get uh, you know a little preview of the school is there any fair or whatever you all might do we do our uh, spring carnival in May and we would love for people to come. It is the best food in the area. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Absolutely the say best. Say food and say no more. I know, right? It's really fantastic. But we love for people to come by any time. We love to show our school. We love to show what's going on. Um, so families are always welcome to come in. Awesome. And also, like you mentioned that you've been, uh, you're supported graciously through financial aid and other mm-hmm. things. So you're able to have, uh, all the families, you know, have that choice to go to Catholic education. But of course, if anyone's listening right now, I'm sure donations are always accepted. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> you can go to our website and there is a button to make donations right online. It's very easy. Awesome. <laughs> make it very easy. That's got to be the very easy thing. Again, the website, svsacatholic.org. Uh, just have a couple minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we haven't touched on yet? that we want to make sure we go over? Um, I just, you know, I want to stress it's a very special place. There's nothing like it in the area um, in Pleasant Grove. There really is nothing like it. It's very different. I think when families walk in, they can feel the difference. They can see the difference. You know, it's bright. It's open. It's safe. It's welcoming. Um, We would love to have you out so you can check it out for yourself. Awesome. Oh, and the reason that this all came together again is because I met Diana Rodriguez, Dave and I did, at the Catholic Foundation uh, grant ceremony. And you all had received part of a grant that day, is that right? Or is it the one that was kind of for tuition, for the tuition It was the tuition, yeah. The Catholic Foundation is very generous to us as well. And we're so fortunate and so blessed to have them be such strong supporters of our school. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for uh, coming out and spending some time with Mm -hmm. us again. Diane uh, Brungart, who is the principal of St. Philip and St. Augustine Catholic Academy, and it's located in Pleasant Grove uh, at 8151 Military Parkway. Uh, So if you want to ever go check it out, you can visit their website, spsacatholic.org is their website, uh, St. Philip and St. Augustine. And you can also call um, their phone number, 214-381-4973-214-381. 3814973 and you can also find that on the website as well and you can call them up schedule a tour uh, to come in you can fill out a form online and uh, just learn more about it again it's a pre-k3 through eighth grade school and it's going to could be your uh, potential home for you and your family and to continue to build the uh, the community that they have going on there Excellent. thank you so much for having us out today we of really course. appreciate it <laughs> absolutely and thank you all for tuning in to the kth 9 10 a.m interview of the week again my name is Cecil Anderson and if you ever have an idea for an upcoming show, uh, if you go to a Catholic school or a church that you want to highlight in some way, please let us know. You can email Dave and I at kth at grnonline.com. I hope you have a blessed rest of your Saturday afternoon. Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KTH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com.
All of us here at KTH 910AM thank Sue Locks with EXP Realty for her support as a sponsor of the upcoming Summer Speaker Series event on July 21st at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas. The guest speaker that evening will be Bishop Joseph Strickland from the Diocese of Tyler, who will speak on Engaging in Battle, Empowering the Laity in 2022. For more information about Sue Locks with EXP Realty, you can visit CatholicRealtorDFW.com. That's CatholicRealtorDFW.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, and Diane is running the board. And this is a special broadcast because uh, you don't often get in-depth interviews with priests perhaps outside your parish. And uh, today we have a return visit from uh, a delightful priest who I had so much fun interviewing back when he first was ordained last summer, the summer of 21. And he came in uh, with Father Adam, another newly ordained priest. I think that was the, the, the both the priests from the Dallas Diocese. And we just had a great conversation. We laughed, and we got to know both of them. And at the time, uh, our guest here, Father Desmond Nadikum, uh, left. I said, we got to do this again. And so here we are. We're doing a second interview. He is uh, currently serving as the parochial vicar at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in McKinney. There's actually another St. Michael in Garland, but that's, this is this yeah, is the one. three St. Michael's in the diocese. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I said Michael is the oldest. Yeah, yeah. To talk right into that mic, Father. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah so, so ours yeah, is the oldest. Don't, don't you find it kind of strange that uh, of all the saints in the world, I know, yeah, three, three of the saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, two. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of other other ones that double up. I know even yeah, yeah. Well, the, you have two Saint Anne's. Those Saint Anne's in yeah, Coppell yeah. and Saint Anne's in Sherman. Kaufman. Yeah, in Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, two Saint Joseph's. There's Saint Joseph's in uh, Commerce. And then St. Joseph, uh, well, you've, you've learned uh, the diocese well. I'd, uh, yeah, and then Richardson as well. In fact, Father Jason Cargo was here just yeah. recently. I think there are two Immaculate Conceptions, too. Corpus Christi. No, one in uh, yeah, Corsicana yeah, Cor- and Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, boy, that, that, that's good. Yeah, they, they should, I think, I've always said there should be a rule. You could, you can't use the same name for a parish, you know, if it's already taken, kind of like naming both your kids the same name. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, and then there are two St. Patrick's too. Yeah, yeah. The one Den- in Dallas. Denison and Dallas. Denison. Yeah. yeah, boy, this would be like, like parish trivia. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Father, um, you grew up in Cameroon. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and you, uh, as I mentioned, ordained June fifth of twenty twenty one. You've been yeah. a priest as of this recording for uh, almost ten, 10 months. months. Yeah. yeah, let's uh, before we get to life as a priest and how it's been the, for ten months for you now. Tell us a little bit about growing up. Remind those who didn't, maybe those who didn't hear the first interview, about growing up in Cameroon and you know life and how how you got here to America. Oh well, thank you, Dave. Um, I mean, I. My dad is Presbyterian. Okay. You no, know, but my mother's family is the Catholic of, of, of the bunch. Uh, and uh, I think it was about 10, 10, went to a Catholic boarding school. Okay. You know. And your I, dad didn't mind that, obviously. No, no. Okay. My mom was kind of in charge of my education. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Catholic boarding school, um, graduated, finished high school, St. Joseph's College, Sasse. Uh, that's where I finished. And then... Uh, and then I moved here shortly after my mom passed. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the thing about this, the schools I went to, Sacred Heart and St. Joseph's College, uh, they're schools with very huge alumni bases all around the world. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, right here in Dallas, this summer, uh, May, Memorial Day weekend, one of my alumni associations is called uh, SOBA, S-O-B-A. 
Yeah. Uh, so by America, we're having a convention. Oh right. Uh, okay. Here in in here in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so your mom passed away. You said you moved here. You make it sound so simple. You can't just jump, hop on a plane and go to America. No, you can't. How did that work? Well, out? Well, she had uh, she was she was sick for a while. Yeah. And so she had put in place processes. She had set in set in motion. Okay. Certain things that was going to happen. Uh, after she died. Yeah. So she's, she sounds like a very organized woman. Oh, yeah, she was. And part of this was we're kicking Desmond out yeah. of the country. <laughs> so basically, she had her sister who lives okay. here. So most of my mom's sisters live in Plano. Yeah. Yeah. So she had her sisters uh, who were out here kind of like said they would take responsibility. Okay. Even, okay. When, even though my dad was there, but I think my mom was worried about how my dad was going to be faring. Yeah. After right, her death. Right, right. Are so, you an only child? Yes. Okay. So she wanted to make provisions. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, I got adopted by my aunt immediately shortly shortly before my mom died. And how old were you? I was 16. 16. Okay. So wow, middle of your teenage years, you moved to America, a new yeah. country, yeah. and you're living in Plano? Yeah. And where did you go to school? I went to the University of the Encarnate Word. Okay. In San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Then I left there and then went to seminary. Okay. And and have you always wanted to be a priest? Oh, no, I always wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a canon lawyer, right? Well, I always knew I was going to do one or two things. I was either going to be a priest or I was going to be a lawyer. Okay. You know, and, uh, and so even like all through college, the organizations I joined, you know, being in a, being in a fraternity, Lambda Chi Alpha, or be working for the Office of Development, admissions, and uh, joining the uh, professional associations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was all geared towards, uh, or being a student government, yeah. was all geared towards being a priest or going to be a lawyer. Yeah. What appealed to you about being an attorney, uh, a lawyer? Oh, I love debate. <laughs> 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 I, I, I enjoy reading. Yeah. And I enjoy history. And I enjoy having a good debate yeah. about whatever topic. Yeah, but yeah, but in, as a as a priest, you can debate quite often, huh? I mean, you can debate Protestants, you can debate your own parishioners, probably sometimes, right? But you have to be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> as a lawyer, you don't yeah, have to be so to be nice. nice. Yeah. But as a priest, you have to be nice. Now, would canon law be something that would be be of interest to you, or is that something you could learn, or have you studied canon law at all? No, I mean, well, you do some some degree of canon law at uh, at seminary. You know, what I mean. Every priest has to know something yeah. about canon law. But at the end of the day, I guess it's, um, I think I have my hands full at the parish right yeah. now yeah. To, to, to think that far ahead. So you went to Holy Trinity yeah. Seminary, no. right? Oh, no, I did not. Where? where, where? Uh, Notre Dame in oh. New Orleans. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I went to seminary. It's a great seminary, I think. It's the second largest seminary in the United States. Now, how did that work out? Because most of the Dallas Diocese priests, and you're a diocesan priest, yes. you're not Redemptor's Mater, no. and then most of them go, uh, I thought all of them went to Holy Trinity. Oh, for college seminary, yeah. if you go to college seminary. Yeah. Uh, but the diocese also uses um, St. Benedict Seminary okay. out in, in Covington, Louisiana for college. But right now our diocese uses um, Notre Dame. Most of our guys are at Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans for okay. theology. We have uh, a few in Rome, and then we have a few in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Well, you explain why you wanted to be a lawyer. Why did you want to be a priest? You know, towards the end of my senior year of college, uh, it, it was just one of those things where you're like, okay, what next? 
Mm-hmm. Right. And and also growing up, being an altar server and uh, being involved in parish life in all the other ministries and all of those stuff, it, all, it just it just begins to dawn on you the whole idea of, of service. Yeah. You know, being there for people. Um, growing up and seeing the priest, being there for people, you know, yeah. in times of joy, in times of sadness, uh, laughter and tears, sharing all of that with people. And you become you become this person in people's lives where you get to see, in most cases, the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just learning to just be with people yeah. and, and shedding yourself of your own prejudices, shedding yourself of your own preconceptions and just sitting with people in their messes. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's until we sit with people in their messes, be with them in their shoes, yeah. then can we really invite them to something better. Right. And, and that is what Christ does. You know, Christ meets us where we are, but Christ never leaves us where we are. He meets us where we are. He sits with us where we are in whatever messes we find ourselves in. Only by sitting in with us does he now invite us to something better. And that is really why it was necessary for the son of the son of God to come down and take human form yeah. to lead us to our salvation. Yeah. And I think that's uh, one of the great things about the celebrate priesthood is that as a single celebrate priest, you've got a lot of time to do this. You know, you don't have a family of your own. I can only imagine if I had to take care of a parish with my own responsibilities of a, of a wife and kids. Right. I mean, it's just like, no, there's no, I don't have any time to do anything these days, you know, but that's my vocation, you know? Yeah, right. right. Uh, let me ask you one more question uh, before we get into your life at St. Michael's. Uh, your Presbyterian father back in Cameroon, how did he take the news of you becoming a Catholic priest? Oh, he's happy about it because he always knew my mom was how would have liked it. Yeah. And, and uh, he always he says, well, I'm not Catholic. Why, how can you be asking me about Catholic things? <laughs> you know? And of course uh, there was a whole grandchildren issue but he has two other kids from a previous relationship. Okay. So I'm sure they have that grandchildren thing covered. My mom is no longer alive, so I don't have to worry about her worrying about grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, and the aunt is uh, happy, and uh, she still lives in this area, the one yes, that raised yes, you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she yeah. lives in Plano. All right, so uh, you, you ordained uh, June 2021. Uh, uh, Bishop Burns sends you to a, a big parish. Oh, uh, a parish and a half. Oh, yeah, you also have a quasi-parish. Yeah, in, Holy, in Van Osten, Holy Family in Van Osten. Yeah, so tell us, how, how, do, you, how do you split your time between the two? And, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, how, what, what's your, what's your you know, kind of a, a typical week like? It is, a, it is an interesting uh, dynamic. So uh, my pastor at St. Michael, Father Jed Garcia, what he and I does is we alternate weekends, right? So, for example, this coming weekend, I'll, be at, I'll do the Masses at Holy Family, yeah, and then he would do St. Michael's. Okay. And then the following weekend we switch. But there's a lot more masses at St. Michael's than Holy Family, aren't we there? We have seven masses at St. Michael's and two at Holy Family. You have to do all seven? No. Oh, so okay. I would take two at St. Michael's. Yeah. At two at Holy Family. Okay. Then then he would do five. Okay. Then okay. the next weekend we switch. He does two at Holy Family, two at St. Michael, and I do five. Okay. And some of those are Spanish. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, what's the what's the community like in Van Alstine? Is that a real small? Oh small yeah, church? it's a small community. It's an awesome community. Yeah, right. Yeah, kind of uh, kind of farming community. Is that what no, it is? No, just a lot of people are moving to the area. Yeah, um, and so you have a lot of young families moving to the area, and a lot of parishioners who have been there for a while, and and it's just. I just love going to Holy Family. Like everybody is singing, everybody's responding. Uh, it's just like small church feel. Uh, man, it's awesome. 
I love yeah, it up there. Yeah. Father Desmond Nedicum is my guest. Uh, Procure Vicar at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in McKinney. As he mentioned, Father Jet Garcia is uh, the administrator, pastor. I'm not sure exactly what the title is. So Administrator. Uh, all right. So St. Michael's, you know, I've actually never been there. I've never I've never been inside St. Michael's Church. I've, I've been to St. Gabriel a number of times, but now I, I need to get out there and, and, and visit. But uh, vibrant life. What's going on at the parish? Uh, what are things like? Uh, kind of. It's kind of cool time right now. Now, because it seems like we're coming out of the pandemic. And oh, there's no such thing at St. Michael. Are people coming back? And oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like we, there is something going on at St. Michael's like every evening yeah. of the week. Yeah. All right. There's, there's that this group going on, or there was that group doing this, and there was just there's just it's a very vibrant and active parish, and especially that we have a lot of people moving the new communities that are coming up in Melissa, Anna. Uh, Princeton, uh, uh, all of those areas. Those are yeah. all our people, you know. Yeah. And so they are coming. They wanted to. What's going on in the church? What can they do? You have people coming. Want to be in the youth group? Who want to be in the choir? Who want to be part of? Be lectors, extraordinary ministers, or join uh, 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 each any one of the various groups that are there. And so it keeps it keeps Father Jed and I on our toes, <laughs> right? Because like there is always something going on. There is always somebody to see, uh, and so it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, you seem like a kind of priest that would be good with young people. Oh, you know, you, do, do you do you uh, do much with the youth uh, youth group? How active is it there, and what is your involvement? Well, we are just like kicking that off uh, over the last several months. With uh, so right now we are just going from a point of faith formation mm -hmm. of, of youth faith formation yeah. right we have our 4:30 uh, youth mass on sundays and that usually goes into the youth faith formation program that goes uh, through the evening so that is just right now we're just getting that off starting and our hope is the program uh youth faith formation program is eventually going to become our youth ministry program yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the kids are awesome they are usually very willing to to serve, we're very willing to come do stuff. And in fact, some of them, I, I called, I said, I need some of them to come and be part of the Tridium to serve the mm -hmm. Tridium masses. Oh, yeah. And they showed up and very enthusiastic Could about it. There'll be another Tridium right, right around the corner. Right, coming right. up. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you find uh, the greatest needs in the church right now? What are, what are people desirous of? What do you think people need? Uh, catechesis or formation or, or what, 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 uh, what, what, what's, What's the biggest uh, issue in your ministry? Well, I mean, one of the things is people really want to be heard. Yeah. You know, they want to feel loved. And it's so, it's so surprising the number of people out there who have never been told that they have value. Yeah, yeah. You know, that they matter. You know, and, and so uh, being in that position of telling people that you matter, you know, uh, 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 you have value. Never think that you are less than. Yeah. You know, people need to hear that. You know, and, and, and so it's sure when we have a culture, a throwaway culture, right? A culture where everything is about what can I get out of it, mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm, not, if I'm not being of use, then I can easily get discarded, you know? And so I tell people, I say, no, you know, you have value that you, as somebody that brings 
addition to society yeah. in whatever thing you do, wherever you are in life. You know, so that and information, you know, people want to know more about their faith. And I will try to encourage them. Father Jed and I try to encourage questions. Like at our parish, we started doing uh, the family faith formation program. You know, that if we want to get the faith to the kids, we need to get the families. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents want to do it, but they don't know a lot of these things. So we form them together with the family and the children. So we all work together. Yeah. What about the, the, the synod that started up? I mean, uh, I've done a lot. I've, I did an interview with Bishop Burns when he first announced it, and they've got these listening sessions, and uh, there's a lot going on. You know, it's like a 10 year process. Mm-hmm. How, how is that incorporated into parish life, or, or what, what uh, you know, what, what's, what's happening at St. Michael in, 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 in relation to the, to the, the, the local, the diocesan yeah. synod? No, we have a lot of parishioners who go to the listening sessions, both yeah. at Holy Family. And, and, and St. Michael's parishioners, you know, yeah. and, and they come and tell us about it, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, like uh, our, our business manager, Joe Walker, you know. Oh, he, I know Joe. So Joe's yeah. like, I went there, I got to tell we, about the planning, you know, the priests, you know, we need to do better to make sure our priests are not overworked and all. So our parishioners are very excited and they go, to, especially the last one that was at St. Jude's, a bunch of our parishioners went, even our staff, <coughs> even yeah. our staff. Go to these sessions to, yeah. to, to listen. And I, and I told him, I said, it is easy to sit and say Father Jed or Father Desmond is not doing this. The bishop is not doing that. Yeah. This is your opportunity to be part of the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. go to these sessions and get a chance to say what you think because this is our church. This is not the bishop's church. It is not the priest's church. It is our church. You know, the people too, the laity. Yeah. So you have to be part of the process and you have to go to the th- these things and let yourself be heard. Yeah, yeah. So as you're going through seminary, uh, anticipating ordination, and then finally, you know, June, what, 5th last year, it happens. Now you're 10 months into it. Any surprises? Uh, is, is, pre- <laughs> is priest life like kind, kind of what you thought it would be or, or totally different? Or, or uh, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, like, so I, I, I was telling one of, the, one of my older priests, I said, I told him, I said, I don't understand how I am in control of my schedule, but yet I'm so busy. Yeah, <laughs> and he laughs. He says, "Well, if you are doing the if you are doing your job right, you should be busy, even yeah. if you control your calendar." Yeah, right, you know? right, right. That's a good sign, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean, the surprises really is just how much people are in need. Yeah, people who yearn to get fed. Yeah. You know, I mean, the radio says, oh, there's church in, churches in decline or people don't want God anymore. That is not true. People thirst for meaning in their lives. Right. And I mean, you see people who come to confession who haven't been to confession in 40 years. Mm-hmm. And you ask them, well, why did you come? And you hear all sorts of reasons. You know, people thirst. You know, people are hungry for meaning. Yeah. Right. Beyond the superficial things. And it's just so amazing the number of people out there who are who thirst. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. never saw that coming. Yeah, and the answer is Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah, you know, and you get uh, direct them to it. Yeah, you got to hold people's hands and walk with them because even I have to walk that journey with them. Yeah, and it's you. You, you can't just stand there and say, "Okay, well, go down the straight, turn right." Jesus is there. No, <laughs> not that easy. You right. Know, you got to walk with them, and, and and in the process of walking. I myself, as a priest, I realized things about myself yeah. that I didn't know. Or I realized things about myself that I didn't know I needed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of these was this encounter I had. Um, 
my best friend recently died, uh, uh, Father Danny, right, uh, of suicide. Oh, really? Is uh, that back at home? Or? In Baton Rouge. Oh, Baton Rouge, wow. And, and shortly after I came back from that funeral, and I, I sat in my office, and this lady walks in and says, you know, I need to talk to a priest. And for so I was the only priest available. Yeah. You know, and so she came in and she sat down and started telling me about her loved one who had passed and by suicide. So I, I told her, I said, you know, I grabbed the picture of the Father Danny. I said, here's my friend who also passed away. Yeah. And for the next 30 minutes, she, she and I talked. I, and I realized, oh, my goodness, I needed to talk to someone. Yeah. You know, because as she shared about her person, and I shared with her about my friend. And, and, and it was just this communications that I never would have had had I not gone through that experience. Mm-hmm. And she left. She says, you know, Father, I feel so much better. Now I realize I'm no longer, I'm not alone yeah. in my grief. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just those are little ways in which you make, make differences in the lives of people that we encounter every day. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. And a priest gets so many opportunities for that, more so. Because like you said, she came looking for a priest, yeah, because you have right. uh, so much to offer. How, uh, you spent your first 16 years of life in Cameroon, and now, you know, how, 14. Uh, 14 years here. So more, more of your life was in Africa than it was here. By two years. <laughs> uh, how do you compare, you know, the, the life in the church there and here? What, what's different between Africa and, you know, Cameroon in particular and, and life in the United States, you know, as far as the faith and, and, and parish life <laughs> that's an interesting question um the faith life i think there is a very uh i would say a corporate nature of the faith here corporate yeah yeah no uh where it's uh, uh, it's very utilitarian no uh, people just see the church for example when people have a funeral they just see the church as a transaction mm-hmm Right. Uh, or look at the relationship to the church as a transaction. Right. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to family. Yeah. That the church is my family. Yeah. You know, the church is my community. You know, right. and, and I think with a lot of groups now in the church, we're trying to make people realize the church is not just you don't just come to mass on Sunday and then go away. Mm-hmm. No, the church yeah. is your community. And so trying to reinforce that, get rid of that corporate nature, corporate yeah. thinking yeah. of right. the church as just a transa- having a transaction with right, the church right. as opposed to... It's not like going to Walmart right. and you, you buy your goods and you and go you, home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But and and you may not know anybody at Walmart, but you're just doing, you're getting something done. Exactly. Right, okay. Whereas going, it's, it's, it's a family gathering it's every time you go. It's a family gathering. It's my community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why some churches are doing such uh, great with things like coffee after mass. Yeah. You know, that gets people to, to hang out. Yeah. To talk to each other. Right. You know? Right. And, and so that's one of the things we're, we're about to start at St. Michael's is to have that thing, have that event that people gather after mass to say, you know, this is my community. Uh, and, you know, Father Jed, with, under his leadership, we are trying to say, you know, even like funeral planning, you know, where you just get a call, hey, we have a fun- the funeral home calls you, hey, mm-hmm. we have a funeral, we'd like to do it at St. Michael at this day, okay, come on in, no. Yeah. Now, we are, we are saying, let's come, let's meet the family yeah. before, yeah. you know, sit down with them and walk with them through the planning process. Yeah. You know, that's part of instilling the idea in people's minds of, the parish is your community. Yeah. It's your family. I think that's why it's good to have priests like you from other countries because you can bring what's good from that 
particular country and, and, and introduce it here. And, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think the African uh, people in general are, are very, very family-based, right? Yes. And the community and yeah, your church are related. Yeah, and the church yeah. is not a transaction. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, well, we are out of time. Diane just gave me the two-minute warning. Uh, anything else you'd like to... Uh, we didn't get to your confession story about... Uh, oh, my gosh. You're not going <laughs> to yeah, make you me tell to, that yeah, story again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're a kid, you, know, you don't have much time. We've got about a minute left. Well, okay. so, you want to tell that story? I, uh, my first confession. And anybody who went to a school where you had nuns, Know that a nuns said, yeah. if it's time for first confession, everybody's going to first confession. You can't get out of it. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was going to say. I was about 10 years old. Yeah. So I just like oh, came up with something and I looked in the Bible and I chose something. So yeah. I went and I said, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. The pri- this is my first confession. The priest says, okay, what did you do? I said, well, Father, I committed adultery. <laughs> and the priest says, you did? I said, yes. He said, do you know what adultery is? I said, no, the, the Bible said we'll soon do it. And I did. <laughs> so he says, all right, well, let me explain to you what adultery is. I said, okay. So he goes on to explain. By the time he was done explaining, I said, oh, Father, I didn't do I, that. <laughs> I didn't do that at all. You had to make something else up, huh? <laughs> Couldn't have said you stole a candy bar? I, I mean, know, right? Yeah, yeah so, that's funny. That, every, that, 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 that's great, though. Now you're a priest, and you can tell that story. I'm sure you tell that every time, every year to the uh, first communion first class. Yeah. Yeah, so don't, don't come up. Yeah, yeah, like, don't make something up, right? <laughs> well, well we, uh, we are out of time. Uh, Father you, Desmond, Nadikam, you're, 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 you're so fun to talk to. Uh, Procule Vicar, St. Michael the Archangel Parish in uh, McKinney. Uh, can you give us a quick blessing before we uh, close out here? Oh, Father Lord, we thank you for your presence. We ask you, Lord, to be our constant companion of the journey, protecting us and keeping us safe all the days of our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Father, thank so, much so much for, uh, for visiting uh, the long drive from McKinney. And uh, thanks to Dying Xavier also uh, for running the board. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for future interviews, uh, I'd love to talk to you. If it's local and Catholic, it fits this interview of the week. Uh, I'm Dave Palmer, and thanks for listening. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. If you just experienced damages from the most recent severe weather, you need a professional to guide you through the insurance process. Hi, I'm Mari Buford with Buford Roofing and Construction and a proud member of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please beware of the door-to-door, fast-talking, high-pressure salesmen that insist you sign a contract now. Take your time, weigh your options, and let a professional be your guide. We may be reached at our website, BufordRoofing.com, or by phone at 817-329-ROOF. St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with the Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, July 2nd from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and their food will be placed in their trunks. 
Sherry Van Branken, a longtime area Catholic, invites you to visit her website, catholicpapergoods.com, where you are able to download Catholic greeting cards, coloring pages, educational activities for your family or homeschool, art prints, and more. You can also find items such as ordination cards, sacrament invitations, and many items featuring saints of the Catholic Church. They're all able to be downloaded and printed from your home or other printing service. The website is catholicpapergoods.com for Catholic items for your own domestic church, catholicpapergoods.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network congratulates Our Lady of Perpetual Help Parish in Dallas. As it celebrates its 80th anniversary this year, the parish invites all listeners to come celebrate with them at its Patronal Festival on Sunday, June 26th, starting at 9 a.m. Come enjoy family fun, games for children and adults, music, authentic Mexican food, dances, and more. For more information, call Oscar at 214-352-6012. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 